Welcome to MLD Wealth, Money Matters, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights on the market and economy. Hosted by Chad Larson, top-ranking portfolio manager at CG Wealth Management and founder of MLD Wealth Management. In this podcast, Chad shares concise, clear and authentic views on the market, helping gain greater clarity on the current state of the investment landscape facing investors. Hey guys, it's Chad Larson with MLD Wealth. Coming to you for the May update on strategy and outlook of what we're seeing in the marketplace. Uh, it's been a busy month with finalizes of Canadian tax filing, so glad that's over with. Um, but wanted to dive into a few things. I've revisited a few times the January outlook, and I'll reference that again as well. Um, because, you know, as we finished four months into the year, we're a third of the way done, um, staring into the you know second half, which is around the corner. And all of these will kind of make sense near the, uh, the back end of this. But you know, we've been preaching since the start of the year and even back into 2022 that, you know, markets are going to continue to bump along and find its bottom. But it wouldn't be really till the Federal Reserve pivots and we'll look to come out of this tougher market. So many times before we said, you know, a bottom and the bottom are different. So while January caused a lot of elation for many investors with a very strong surge to the start of the year, this was largely some air coming back into the tires that was squishing the market from a pretty aggressive tax loss season that we saw at the end of 2022. The original outlook that I presented in January was that the front half of the year would be choppy, uh, but we expected markets to be more constructive in the back half of the calendar year as the market started to pay for the eventual recovery we see in 2024. But waiting on a Fed pivot can lead to missed opportunities. Remember, two things can be true at the same time, and equally, we can have a bad economy in a good market. And you know, we saw the inverse of this on the other side of the COVID lockdowns. When there was a terrible economy, the world was shut down and a very good market. This time, we expect a terrible economy into the late year uh, with a consumer-led recession, surging job loss, falling real estate prices, and a good market coming out of it. So in a world of moderating inflation and slowing economic growth, I understand why it's tempting for investors to assume that the Fed or the Bank of Canada in this case you know, would pivot quickly and ease its monetary policy. However, I believe that it's essential to kind of resist this temptation as the facts on the ground yet quite don't suggest that a Fed shift is imminent. Investors would be better served focusing on strategic positioning for an extended period of higher rates. We can get more into this later. So one of the challenges with it is that the labor market is pushed back against a case to be made that the Fed would pivot and start to cut, you know, meaning albeit inflation has peaked, the labor market continues to show strength. Uh, inflation, like we said, has peaked, and but shelter, meaning housing, was the primary contributor on the way up uh, and is soon to drive further disinflation. Market data for rents and home prices has suggested a turnaround in shelter prices coming. Uh, and the latest data for March finally showed its first slowdown in the CPI um, since it started accelerating. To be sure, we're nearing the end of the Fed's hiking cycle. But disinflation alone is not enough to cause a swift pivot in policy, which is why it's important to highlight the ongoing strengths in the labor market that may frustrate interest rate doves or people that think interest rates are going to come down. So notably, wage growth has not eased to levels that are consistent with Fed inflation targets. Initial jobless claims data uh, is beginning to rise substantially after touching some of the lowest levels since 1960s. 
However, wage pressures remain acute. The chart uh, below, and I'll circulate this in uh, in a send out and attach it along for clients that receive this in print as well. But the chart below highlights the Atlanta Fed's wage growth tracker, which focuses on wage growth for individuals over time, reflecting the median percentage change in the hourly wages of individuals observed 12 months apart and controls for issues like mixed shift in a way that measures something like averagely uh, hourly earnings, uh, which that can't. So, you know, we've seen wage growth is, is still there and, and, a, and a problem. So attempting to pinpoint the exact moment the Fed uh, is going to pivot is, you know, as John Maynard Keynes once quipped, it's like trying to predict when the ocean is flat again after the storm has passed. But we can still try and ascertain what might need to happen for the Fed to start to reverse course. An almost surefire catalyst would be a significant and rapid reversal of extremely tight labor markets. It's a really fancy way of seeing we need job loss. So when looking at prior Fed cycles, the amount of time between the last hike and the first cut, it's variable. But unemployment is the critical determinant. Historically, when the unemployment has risen by an average of 28 basis points from the cycle low, the Fed begins to cut rates. Famous, like worst four words in investing. I think it was Templeton that said this. It's different this time. You know, so we're being cautious, but we're still looking at medians and averages. This time, though, joblessness is troughing at an ultra low level. As such, the Fed might tolerate a greater increase in unemployment this time. So Back to the original outlook, we do expect kind of the news cycle, the newspaper, things you're watching around the TV, you know, at dinner time. Um, you're going to see house prices coming down. You're going to see joblessness rise. But I think the market will be turning um, through that. So higher for longer rates calls for some strategic positionings. Um, we're going to be doing a very robust kind of quarterly deep dive on you know, model portfolios of how we've uh, been able to navigate this. I'm very happy with the performance thus far of how the portfolios have showed resilience, especially through last year and in through this year, making sure that there's an utmost amount of liquidity and our short term positioning makes sense. Because as allocators and investors, our goal is not to predict the Fed's next move, but rather to focus on what we do know and adapt our investment strategy accordingly. So instead of waiting for the Fed, which continues to see persistent labor market strength and uncertain disinflation, we believe positioning portfolios to weather higher rates for longer than the consensus or micropricing would suggest remains important. At the same time, even as top line growth has held up relatively well, margin pressures are leading to slower profit growth in the overall economy. Compare this to the results from Blackstone's Q1 CEO survey. Um, respondents were generally more upbeat. In this quarter's survey, respondents expressed relative optimism about profit and revenue growth and expectations of continued easing and in inflationary pressures and relatively stable profit margins. To some extent, this reflects the importance of smart selection and active management in periods of dislocation and volatility. In this environment, we prioritize higher quality and growing cash flow in preparation for a changing and uncertain landscape. So while a 5% return nearly in cash markets is appealing, we do believe providing capital where it is scarce can yield some of the strongest long-term performance. What the above highlights really means is we're not in a holding pattern. I've never in my career seen such incredible deal flow. And while it doesn't feel great in these choppy markets that for a long time hasn't given us days, weeks of setting new highs, I'm reminded that you make all of your money in a bear market. You just don't know it yet. So selectively deploying capital in this part of the market will prove 
fruitful. And we're very excited about the next leg in the formation of another bull market. I'm going to leave that for now, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this month. As always, thank you so much for your trust and confidence. And we'll be here to answer any questions you might have. All the best. The comments expressed in this podcast are the results of work done by MLD Wealth Management. They may differ from the opinion of Canaccord Genuity Corp and should not be considered as representative of Canaccord Genuity Corp beliefs, opinions, or recommendations. All views expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. The statements expressed herein are not intended to provide tax, legal, or financial advice and under no circumstances should be construed as solicitation to act as a securities broker or dealer in any jurisdiction. All views are intended for general circulation only and do not have any regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or general needs of any particular person, organization, or institution. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you want to know more about the information contained in this video or have any related questions. Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management in Canada is a division of Canaccord Genuity Corp member, Canadian Investor Protection Fund, and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.